Welcome everybody, episode 48 SF Live. My name is Kai Hoffman. I'm the CEO of SORF Financial, the SORF Financial Group. Thanks for joining us this Monday morning. Today with me is Taj Singh. He's the President and CEO of Discovery Metals. But before we switch over to Taj and we change scenes, please use hashtag AskDSV for your questions here on Twitter. We're doing it live, so please make sure to put your questions in while we're streaming. And uh, we'll get to the questions at the end of our little session with Taj, so please put them in. We're ready for them. Also, follow us on YouTube, follow us here on Twitter, make sure you turn on the alerts and notifications so that you get alerts when we go live with the next interview. Now, without further ado, I'm really happy to introduce you to Taj Zing, President and CEO of Discovery Metals. And uh, Taj, just double checking whether you're muted or not. Nope, we're good to go. And uh, good morning and welcome. How are you? Good morning. Very good. Thanks for uh, thanks for having us, Guy. No, it's great to have you on. Like. It, we, we need to catch up like I haven't seen you in a while and uh, you know we, right. we used to catch up regularly when I was out in Toronto or when you were out here in Vancouver uh, so I'm sort of missing the as social aspect of our catching ups as well and um, how you've been holding up how, how has Discovery Metals been dealing with the situation over the last 10 weeks um, yeah we've uh, we've been working through it as, as all of our uh, all of our peers have um, specific to Discovery uh, as you know Mexico kind of shut down um, related to the COVID crisis, uh, things kind of got going back just the last week of May for producers and now developers and explorers are now as of June, um, uh, all kind of get, getting back online and we'll be back on in about a week or so drilling um, as mining was declared an essential an essential service. So we we honestly use the time to do a lot of, uh, you know, assays are still coming back. There's actually still a few to come back from the old drilling and then we'll start up our new holes. So it'll be pretty continuous in terms of results, but we're a lot of Going through the data, working on our geological model, working towards the resource model, and doing some internal, some some inter early work on mine planning, things like that. It's a constant process we're doing, and we spent a lot of time doing that. A lot of investor uh, outreach uh, we did during the time. It's been and been great to have virtual meetings, etc. And then obviously we did a quite a significant uh, financing, uh, which really uh, really uh, added to the to the cash balance. Which we're, yeah, uh, do, you have, do you have Zoom fatigue yet? <laughs> pretty much zoom go to meeting skype some kind of, some kind of fatigue but it's been actually extremely productive and uh and uh, ability to reach so many different people so quickly uh has been good yeah, no you've been super busy you talked about the financing the exploration side um let's structure this a little bit let's start talking about the financing maybe first and yep. uh, you raised 25 million dollars in private placement and uh, give, give us an update on that who came into the financing and why did you do the financing at all yeah, um, it's it's a good question. Uh, you know, we had about about twenty million dollars uh, just before we decided to do the financing, so we were we're pretty good. It wasn't like we needed to do a financing right away. But listen, a few weeks before, four or five weeks before, silver was at twelve bucks. We all know that, right? Silver is a very very volatile creature. Uh, our stock was in the thirties, I believe, and hanging out there. It started kind of creeped into the forties, and then it started really moving as silver started coming back. Um, and there was there was just a lot of demand from our, our very large European and North American uh, investors, and uh, we said, listen, let's let's load up load up the treasury. It could have been significantly larger. We capped it off. We left a lot of demand out there, and that's why the stock traded up significantly uh, versus the financing price. The financing price was fifty five. I mean, we never we we traded at seventy seventy five, and now we're sitting high seventies eighty. So there was we left a lot of demand out there. Um, and now basically we're funded to to construction effectively right all the way through getting a feasibility done we're going to put out a new pea next year then potentially pfs 
slash FS. We'll, we'll decide what we want to do when we get there. But uh, the, with over $40 million in the bank now, we're loaded up. And I'd say a lot of the outperformance is related to the fact that the, the bank is, is, is juiced up. Uh, and again, each raise, subsequent raise was higher than the other. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not like we, we came back down and we did it at a lower price. So uh, no, we, think, we think all, all things went well. No, it definitely looks like it. Taking cash that's on the table is not the worst, right? And, and these volatile markets, you never know what comes next. That's that's key. I think it's one of the lessons I learned over the last 10 years. If money's being offered to you in junior mining, make sure you take it without taking too many of the uh, you know downsides here as dilution and everything seem to be okay. Um, you're, you're being fairly tightly held. Like Eric Sprott controls 24%, institutions around 26 You had founders, management around 12%, if I'm not mistaken. Um, anybody else who came in now new in the financing? Like, Can you talk a bit a little bit more about the share ownership maybe? Uh, well, increasingly over time, our institutional ownership has increased and we've made a concerted effort to do that. We like long, uh, long holders, strong hands, guys who really fundamentally A, believe in silver, but believe you know, from previous investments that they've made with our team or various board members, things like that, people who we know will stay and who really get what we want to do. Here. And so I guess there's just been a general effort to increase the institutional ownership. However, we're, we're silver name. We know retail is a huge part of it, especially when silver starts moving. So we've been we've been still actively involved in, 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 in the retail side of things. Um, and, and then founders have, have always been there, right? That's if you look at us compared to a lot of peers, they don't, you know, insiders don't usually own 10, 15 percent like we do. So we've got skin in the game and we're, we're, we're incentivized to make this thing really work. Yeah, no. And uh, you, you're also backed by the Oxygen Group here out of Vancouver. And uh, how big part, how big of a part was that in terms of the financing attracting maybe bigger names um, to, to the share registry? Well, having having. Uh, having and being part of the auction capital group is huge since day one. Um, the ability to the first financing that was done for Discovery, um, which kind of Discovery went live, uh, its, its birth was probably late 2017. But ever since that, um, it's been the fact of the serial success of the auction capital group. They sold five companies in the past 10 years, returned great returns to their investors, and the investors will keep coming back. So the access to capital, the access to good long shareholders. Long, like long holding shareholders is, is fantastic with the auction group. It's a it's a group that, you know, there's a few different groups out there, if you will, but they're one of the ones that's very, very technically credible, has a great reputation, um, and it's fantastic to be part of it. So uh, that definitely was, was part of the success we've had. No, fantastic. And we'll continue to be fantastic. Stuff. Let's talk about how you're planning to spend the money. Okay. You're, so you got roughly 43 million in the bank. Uh, you're an exploration yeah. company. That means you're not generating any revenues, obviously. Um, what's your plan with the cash moving forward? So basically, uh, basically our exploration budget for 2020 was about $11 million. We probably about halfway through that. Uh, so say we've got circa six left to spend this year. That's going to be expanded now. We've got the money to do that. And, and the reason for that is, is we really think the land the immediate resource area, which is our focus, or the low-hanging fruit, but I think the area we have 35,000 hectares, about 1,000 of which has been explored, the rest of it not really, with a bunch of historical work, uh, historical workings on it. It's, it's, we now have the money to aggressively look for new targets, and when you've got a billion tons of mineralized material in the center of your property, you're hoping there's a few other satellite deposits kicking around, which would really be amazing for us, a brand new discovery. So. So for the rest of the year, say it's another about another eight million dollars or so. It's, the budgets are still being worked out, but after, since after this financing, but say it's another eight million or so, 
And by this time next year, the total spend from here to about next year is say 12, 13. That gets us a new resource in PEA. And then boom, we've still got circa 30 mil or so to be able to now push forward with the FS and PFS. And there's going to be a lot of drilling. This is a huge, huge property. The ultimate pit as Levon had originally envisioned it, which I, I will get into later. It's ours is smaller, but still very large, right? Um, and, and there's been areas that have just been very lightly drilled, which is an amazing opportunity for us, as we're finding. Uh, but it needs a lot of drilling. Like the ultimate pit is bigger than the Detour Lake pit. <laughs> so it's big. Yeah. It's a big project. Yeah, it's like you're actually the only junior company that I know that's actually drilling for a smaller resource. Okay. <laughs> so everybody else is trying to expand the resource. You're actually drilling right now to reduce the resource and build confidence in a higher grade resource that you have within your land package. Do you want to expand on that? Explain that to us. And and also, how do the recent drill results that you just put out, I think early in May, um, sort of reflect your thesis? Yeah. So basically, yeah, the the, the story behind uh, Cordero is listen. Cordero has a huge resource. There's there's no need to there's no need to contest that. But our thought when we started looking at this in early 2019 um, was, was, is there a project? Like, we know that there's a project that works at $25, $30 silver. Levon had a four, over a $400 million market cap at one point. They have over, you know, close to a billion and a half ounces of silver equivalent at a 15 grand per ton cutoff, silver equivalent cutoff. But is there a project that works at 17, at 18? That's of good scale. That's a serious, like, it could become a real serious mine for a, for a mid-tier major. Is it there at that price? And our answer from Marditi was, yes, there is. And the very unique and extremely favorable thing for us is it doesn't, the rest of the resource is still there. It doesn't sterilize it. It actually, in fact, the beginning high-grade core of it is a natural step you would have done anyway. Um, so it's, it's kind of like it, there's a project that works at 17, 18, you know, that, that's a fan. IRRs, we're working really, we're focusing on the NPV to CapEx ratio that works fine. And then if silver takes a run, which everyone has their own thoughts on if, it, if and when it will, you've got huge, huge unparalleled leverage that really no one really else has. I mean, all the silver guys have leverage of cash flow increases, like margin increases with the resources they have. But ours is the resource doubles, triples, quadruples, literally, as silver starts moving through the 20s. There's not many, <laughs> many names out there that can do that. Um, as for the, the drilling, um, basically our thesis was that there's a high grade core to this. And so some people were like, okay, yeah, Cordero is a low grade thing. They don't remember the early days of Cordero, 09, 2010. This thing had huge, like 150, 200 grand per ton, uh, you know, silver equivalent over hundred meters, 120, 150, like serious broad widths, fantastic grades, all starting at surface, beautiful sulfide metallurgy. Those are all the things that made us want this badly and thought that this is going to eventually become a mine. We're continuing to show our thesis is intact. There's a high-grade core. Not only is there a high-grade core, it's getting bigger, and we're making the high-grade core bigger and bigger. So in a way, you're saying we're going on the small resource, but we're actually making the high-grade resource part of it bigger, a lot more confidence and, and, and um, robustness on, on that high-grade core, uh, and then really working hard on the other parts of it, the, 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 the kind of mind planning part of it, the process engineering part of it. That's going to be a huge focus for us. Um, the new Cordero, the main thing is the new Cordero is going to be completely a brand new Cordero that people are going to see. I think people are getting that, the thesis. The new numbers are not a new discovery, but it's continuing to show, okay, this high-grade core is extending, and they're getting it again. And there was an area where, for example, there was not any drilling for 400 meters, put a hole in, boom, you're, suddenly, you're getting mineralized material that's very good grade. Um, 
that that would go for sure to the mind plane. So all of these things like that, it's incrementally um, showing our thesis is coming intact. Fantastic. And how how's the current drill program? Like you just put, as I said, you put some drills outside in early May. Uh, two hundred. Uh, actually, you, you know the numbers way better than I do. Um, but I think it was two hundred sixty-eight <laughs> meters of. Uh, you know them better than I do. Ah, I put them <laughs> down. I looked at them. One hundred seventy meters them. of. <laughs> yeah, I forgot a lot of them because there's so many of them. Plug, plug, plug. No. It was like a hundred and yeah, hundred and sixty-eight or hundred and seventy gram per ton. Uh, sorry, meters over like two hundred and seven gram per That's ton. That's what it was cool. exactly. <laughs> Some ser serious numbers and and listen, this is an area we started an area that was pretty tightly drilled. We're moving moving now to areas that are much less drilled. We're, we've we've been adding uh, huge huge hits as we keep going northeast. This trend goes northeast. We're continuing to go there. Um, so it. It's all incrementally uh, adding to the adding to the thesis. Yeah. No, and you, as you said, you're expanding it as well. The footprint. I think that hole that we mentioned, like 168.8 meters of 207 gram silver equivalent. I finally see it here, and uh, yeah, uh, that that's expanding the footprint of the high grade quartz. So that's essential, pretty much. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, so how many holes are in the lab right now? You announced quite a few already. Pretty much, you're halfway done with the current program, and you're planning on expanding it. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So we've got about uh 15 or 16 holes to come that were drilled that we're still getting assays back for and then in addition we'll probably start the drills in a few days uh we'll because of covid we're going to ramp up slowly we'll start with one we were going we had four going we'll start with one go to two and then move towards four um as, as we continue to monitor the the health and safety management of, of covid um yeah so we've got so the original initial program that we started remember we acquired this in august 2019 we started drilling in early october late september 19 it was a 35,000 meter program we've done about 17 and a half thousand meters so we've got another 17 and a half thousand meters um defense drilling that'll probably get bigger like i said so 17 we'll probably add another five to ten the other interesting part of that is is we know that in the in the in the bulk tonnage part of the deposit where you get those huge grades um, like those those significant grades over huge widths we're getting there's a component of this deposit that's never really been explored and it's the veins so essentially what we're seeing at cordero is these high grade veins ripping through the big bulk tonnage so originally when cordero was discovered it was a panosquito lookalike gold was kind of switched for silver they had more gold at panosquito this is more silver but if you look at like an nsr value per ton very similar um but now there's these veins, it's a completely new component. And right now at surface, we've already traced and kind of interpreted at least over five kilometers of veins at surface. And all these historical mine workings from the artisanals are right along these veins. And you'll see them from some of our press releases. Uh, we've been hitting, hitting some of them and, and starting work on them. It's kilo, kilo and a half, two kilos over, over 50 centimeters to two meters, right? Then you don't need really, really big widths. Um, uh, with those kind of grades to make something something really, really pop and, and, and have some really high margin material. So that's a completely new part of the story. That's gravy. That's all upside. We're going to make the bulk tonnage work. We know that. We've got the tonnage. We're going to prove it. We're going to make it the best it can be. But these uh, these high grade, you, you put four, five, six million tons of this high grade stuff together, all of a sudden your mill feed's substantially higher. And maybe it's an open pit with some combination of underground, hybrid underground veins. Um, so that's that's what we're working on. And, and, you know, it's early days still, but that's that's something that really is uh, 
really is is exciting us internally and uh, actually the high grade veins like in, in terms of metallurgy that's a that's actually my next segue to, to the polymetallic aspects of the project like how, how does that affect metallurgy and how does the like the silver uh, sorry the zinc and the the lead content sort of affect your recoveries and what are you planning there yeah so that so generally high level because the uh, Levon, the previous operators, they did quite a bit of met work, but they mixed the vein material with the sulfide. It was kind of in their big pit. In our new, tighter, higher grade pit, a lot of these veins are not in that. So suddenly you can mine them separately and they're, they add, they're additive to what we're looking at. But generally from the early days, we know the metallurgy is very simple, uh, very, very uh, similar in terms of the vein stuff and the brechos did mineralization, just straight in terms of metallurgy, sulfide, um, galena and sphalerite. Uh, favorable characteristics are the silver is almost all with the galena. So it all goes to the lead con. Payability is the highest in that. Uh, very kind of coarse grind sizes are needed. Another 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 check mark. Liberation between, like no interlocking between sphalerite and galena. Boom. Fantastic liberation. Um, all of these things, work index is reasonable. It's 10, 12 kind of work index. So all of these factors together are really, for me, as a metallurgist, uh, you know, really make this this seem very metallurgically, very docile. Um, there's a few things I and silver, by the way, is about a 90% recovery. And again, this was from bulk composites done by by year, so year one to three uh, composite, a year a year four to six, a year seven to ten. We're going to do it differently. We in in our modeling, we're going to be using domains, rock types. Uh, the previous operators didn't do that. They had a grade model. So that's another thing I want to talk about is the grade. We expect actually the grade to come up quite substantially, even in that 50 gram per ton case we're looking at. Um, the 50 gram per ton cutoff case, we expect that grade to come up. Um, but but basically the silver has about a 90% recovery in the lower grade stuff. So as grade comes up, we actually expect silver up. Let's see if it actually, um, so zinc and lead are, are, are very high recoveries too, because they're, they're just pure sulfides. The gold recovery is something that's interesting. I think is a bit of upside. Is about they were getting about 50% gold recovery because a lot of the gold was going to a pyrite con. When in fact now if we've got higher grades, we can tinker with the mass pull a little bit and send a lot more of the gold into the zinc and into the lead con. So theoretically, the gold recovery could come up substantially. And <laughs> what people don't also realize is the gold component is huge in this. If you look at the whole global resource, there's over three million ounces of gold, just gold. So it's it's a, it's a big system. It's a big system, and I think these little things that seem like maybe minor, incremental, could be substantial uh, when when people really see our new our new way of looking at Cordero. Okay, and what's the news for coming out? So you're looking obviously at drilling right now, and I mean like looking at Cordero. I mean like when are you coming out with new studies or resource updates? I think that's all planned for 2021. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. So this the the COVID kind of probably delayed us. Seven, like about the about a quarter or maybe a little less, but generally, listen, we we're going to keep drilling, putting out new drills wells probably at least every three four weeks. Uh, we'll be getting going uh, as we were for all of 2020, every month or so. It and then 2021, uh, first half 2021, new resource, and then subsequent to that, a few months after that, a quarter after that, we put out the PEA. Fantastic. We actually got a question in via Twitter, um, and I've received it via direct message. That's why I'm not switching to the Twitter screen right now. But um, we, we briefly talked about it during the financing section, and uh, the, the question just drills down on that just a tad more because we talked yeah. about like you had plenty of money in the bank, the share price was going higher. Why did you do the financing? We we asked answered that part, but. Um, 
I'm going to just read it out loud, like from that point where it makes, like where that part we haven't answered yet is suddenly they halt to announce another Eric Sprott financing. Are some shareholders... Oh, I think we lost Taj here for a second. Oh, reconnecting. Oh. Taj. call him right back here on skype skype is not the sta most stable software but it works perfectly with our software here ringing might have to stop the stream every day oh yeah where are you good you you disappeared what's going on it just froze yeah, it's just poor connection. So we're still live. So we're just going to continue. Okay. I was just going <laughs> to yeah. ask a question. I'm just going to get you back here on the screen. And you got to turn your camera back on. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Great. I love live. The beauty you never of know redundant what happens. technology. Oh, yeah. You never know what happens. So theoretically, That's good that you, you pop up right. There he is. Okay. He's back. Perfect. All right. Let's get you. Oh, there are you, you go. using your cell phone now? I'm on the cell phone. Oh, okay. Hold on. I guess it worked. Yeah, yeah, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Perfect. All right. Now you're a little bigger. Okay. Uh, you were just a sliver before, but as I said, we were still live and I was just about to ask you a question about the financing. So we talked yeah. about like that you had plenty of money in the bank, share price was running higher. And um, it seems like suddenly you halt the stock to announce another Eric Sprott financing. And the question there is, are some shareholders interests more important than others? Uh, the answer obviously is no to that. Um, and Eric Sprott owns 24% of us. He's uh, He's been a great shareholder, you know, since he's been part of the story. And listen, the honest truth is, is, is people, a lot of people follow Eric Sprott when he gets into stuff and he's done well. And I think personally, the fact that he's continued to add more and more and increase his ownership every financing is a huge sign, right? Yeah. It's at higher and higher and higher prices. Um, it's, a, it's a sign that we're, <laughs> our thesis is coming true. Uh, and, and, you know, what we set out to do, we're executing on and it's working. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's a great sign. And again, listen, I think the stock is where it is because of that cash position. Um, it's, you will never know, but it's, it's, it's a big positive for the, for the stock. Yeah, no, and based on uh, like who participated in the private placement, I think you had 42 places. And, uh, of course on, you always have to announce like who received finders fees. It's not just one subscriber to the placement that you tried to position. So I think that's very clear to see as well. Completely. No, exactly. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Um, I think that sums up the questions uh, about DSV. I think we talked about most of the parts. For me now, it's important. Like, when are you planning to come out with more drill results? You, you just started up, so drill results should be coming out any day now? From, from that Yeah, still no, well, right? so for the new results, we'll start drilling. And typically, yeah. it takes, say, whatever, a, a, a couple of weeks or a little less than that to do a hole. We're, we're typically going about four to 500 meters now, maybe a little less, 350 on, on some shallower holes. Um, but we've got already some in the lab that the assays are just coming back. So I expect within the next few days, uh, a drill results press release. Um, we're just waiting for some, for some assays and then continually on thereafter, every three, four weeks, we uh, expect to keep, uh, putting stuff out in the market. Fantastic. And, and the big yeah. thing is, listen, it's the, the finance relating back to it is our shareholders, a lot of the larger ones indicated to us, they want us to be very aggressive because they're, they're, all of them are very bullish on silver and. They want us to be funded for two plus years, fully funded to go aggressively work and not be worried about, oh, you know, cash balance is getting below 10 now. We better 
start figuring out things to do, right? And uh, again, and, and it's another adage that people have is the best time to take money is when you don't need it. And it, it, it sounds like it's all corny and cliche, but it, it is. It's <laughs> nice. so important to do that. So it's, it's a business decision, a management decision to be prudent. Um, and, and, you, and you load up the coffers when you can reasonably. No, I've seen it happen before. Like you wait till the last minute to raise money. That's when usually the capital markets are closed and the, the financing window is closed as well. And you either got to give a full warrant or even two warrants at a time and stuff like that, right? I've seen it all happen. So exactly. Great. Tosh, thanks for joining us this morning. Really appreciate it or afternoon, your time. And everybody else, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for watching SF Live episode 48 with Discovery Metals and uh, Tosh Singh. He's president and CEO. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Make sure you turn on the alert buttons. And we're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So really appreciate it. Tosh, you have a wonderful day and uh, we'll talk very, very soon. Thank you very much. Uh, glad we worked through the technical difficulties. Apologies for my end if it was. And uh, thank you so much. Guys. All right. Cheers. Take care.